This is getting out of hand. Now there are two of them. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Hi. As you can probably <laughs> tell, we're talking about Star Wars again. It's time for the annual Star Wars podcast. Yeah, Star Wars. Because another year passing means that we get another Star Wars That's film. Right. Every year for the rest of our lives, yeah. there will be another Star Wars film. For the Star rest Wars of Wars human existence, yes. <laughs> there will be another Star Wars film every year forever. I predict a brief break mm. after the next trilogy. Yeah, probably. Um, of three years max. Yeah, in which they'll show three anthology films instead of having an episode. <laughs> but this year wasn't some crap anthology film. No, it was of, a legit full real of fan Star service Wars. and nonsense. This was yeah, this was proper Star Wars. The the good stuff. Proper episode, which is what Star Wars is all about, surely. Yeah. With a proper opening crawl yeah. rather than a long time ago, maybe something happened? Yeah. And a bunch of nonsense with boring characters that everybody hates, except actually loads of people liked it. Yeah, why, why does everyone actually like Rogue One? That's anyway, not the topic anyway, of today's discussion. We're talking about Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Jedi. Which we saw at the same, actually, midnight screening we a did. few days ago. We did. Um, and it was it was an interesting I've seen it experience. again since. Yeah, yeah, and I have also seen it again And since. I had a different impression yes. after my second view. Changed impression. I walked out of the first <laughs> one a bit like, what was that? Yeah. Like, what did they do? Like, yeah. I... I appreciated the good bits to an extent but the taste that was left in my (laughs) mouth was soiled by some really uh, bad elements that I thought dragged the whole thing down Yeah, and having seen it a second time I'm more at peace with the whole thing. Yeah, so the first time I saw it as well, or, you know, the same the same viewing, I came out of it being like, what the hell did I just watch? That I was like, they screwed up. They screwed up, was basically my reaction. I was like, this is a mess. It was basically... <laughs> yeah, what I thought. I was like, what 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 happened? And I'm wondering if it's because I built up in my head mm. an impression of what I thought the film was going to be. That could have been a factor because due to the nature of all these questions that were asked mm. by the previous film, yeah, maybe we went in with all these expectations of possibilities yeah. and stuff, which the film seemed to have gone out of its way yes. to dismiss. Yeah. Um, and the film's quite self-aware in that regard, yeah. to a degree. I felt it was also an element of it was a midnight screening, mm. and the movie itself wouldn't have started till like yeah twelve forty-five. The, the film probably started about half past twelve. Yeah, maybe a little earlier, possibly. So maybe I was a bit tired yeah. and grumpy. I think I was. I was tired. I was a bit. Like, I deliberately tried to get drunk, and it didn't, <laughs> it didn't help. 
it probably actually made it worse. Yeah, also, I have I, been drinking. I personally was feeling very warm in my homemade Emperor Palpatine costume <laughs> that I still had on at that point. I I normally really like the um, midnight screening audience and being a part of yeah. it. And for the most part, I did in this screening as well. Mm. Except for one guy behind me to my right who I felt was ruining the whole okay. thing for me with his obnoxious laughing at okay. every single thing. Yeah, because there's a lot of humour in the film and when, yeah, that midnight screening we went to, everyone was yucking it up yeah. at all the jokes. Being like, I'm film. a fan, I get yeah. the jokes. <laughs> yeah. I clapped. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit like that. Whereas I, was... I, felt, I felt a lot of the jokes were more like, Huh. Yeah. That was like the degree of. Yeah, and there were a few jokes that were like, ooh. <laughs> as well, I feel like. So, should we start looking at negatives? Like, <laughs> what we was soured in that first Yeah, movie well, that's or? the thing. Like, I had a. The thing was, when I saw it again, I saw it last night, and my experience of the film was completely different. Because I knew what was going to happen, I think. Mm. I was like. I, I was like, I'm totally fine with this, and I was enjoying myself. I wouldn't say I had a completely different experience. <laughs> I was more aware of things, mm. and picked up on some foreshadowing, yes. and other elements that I stupidly, yeah, yeah. maybe drunkenly missed at the midnight <laughs> screening. Um, and I knew where the big drags on the story yeah. were, and... Like that they were coming and yes. there was more fun to look yeah, forward exactly. to. So that was I was that like, oh, because in the bits that I was like, oh, this bit isn't that good. I'm like, oh, but I know there's a good bit coming yeah. up. So obviously, this discussion will have spoilers. Needless oh, to yeah, say, yeah. in the unlikely event that you're one of someone listening to this who isn't the small group of people who we know do listen to these, yeah, who we, will, we, we know have dis- seen it, we will discuss <laughs> the plot like plot elements in depth. Yeah, in excessive detail. <laughs> so, probably. yeah, there's no surprises after this. But yeah, I on second viewing, I really liked it. I still think it was a flawed movie. Uh, it's, it's flawed. But the good bits were really yes, good. Yes, the stuff it does well, in hindsight, I think the stuff it does well, it does so well that I can look past the admittedly rather serious flaws. Huge flaws. Yeah. They're really yeah. bad. Yeah. The, and it was the other way around the first time I watched yes. it. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, right. yeah, negatives. Negatives. Uh, straight off the bat is the uh, rebel escape plot. Yeah, which is like half the film. Which is half the film. At um, least. <laughs> although when I watched it the second time, I... I enjoyed the beginning of that plot and yes, the so did I. end yes. of the plot. <laughs> the, I realised that the bit that I hated yeah. the most is Canto Bai yes. and everything surrounding yeah, the, the that. Casino and, town, uh, yeah. Is her character Alice? Um, Rose. Rose. Yeah. Rose. Why did I say Alice? I don't know. I think is the, the name actress's is name like, Alice. May, I don't. Oh. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, um, yeah, Rose, the character Rose, of Rose, yeah. I hated. Yeah, I thought her character was just unnecessary. I felt personally. when she was introduced, mm. this is a character that I like. And then yeah. by the end of the movie, I was thinking, this is a character who is complete bull. Well, the, the character is quite sinister when she first appeared and was like, I thought that's like, oh, she's like this crazy like rebel or resistance like fanatic kind of thing he's like oh I'm gonna zap you Finn because you're trying to escape or whatever 
And then she was just like, I want to set the horses free and Ugh. stuff like that. Canto bite! Yeah, yeah, and that's the problem. The thing that sours Canto bite, other than the fact that it has nothing to do with yeah. the actual storyline that's taking place, not even by a yeah. proximity, yeah. it's not even in the same vicinity, mm. you know, they disappear. Yes, exactly. Which ruins the whole sense of escape and everything. Yeah, so we're, we're talking about the middle act of the film when... Finn and Rose have to go to this other planet in the middle of a chase yeah. to, to find the Master Code Breaker. Well, yeah, and which is a stupid It's a name stupid anyway. contrivance. <laughs> yeah. Um, and nothing good happens on Canto Bite. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with the plot. And it only exists in the movie to sell tickets to their resort that they've opened Yeah, up. so you're saying you, you think that part of the resort is based on, Canto or rather, Bite. or perhaps rather Canto Bite is based on the resort. Yeah, there's some connection there. Okay. Like, I'm okay. Because I don't know much about the theme. Part. I'm okay with, like, a company being like, Star Wars is something yeah. to make money. Yeah. And we're going to put things in the movie yeah. to make more money, like the Porgs. Mm. But a yeah. Porg in the movie is there to sell plush toys yeah. and backpacks. To, to kids and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't get in the way of the no. narrative of the film. Because they were just, like, in the background yeah. for a few gags with Chewbacca or whatever. Yeah. And like, so that there could be some skeletons y- on the island yeah. to represent death. Yeah. Um, it, it, and it wasn't... A, it, this thing felt to me when they were... I keep going to call it Casino Night Zone, which is like from <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog 2. When they went to Casino Night Zone, it was like... I felt like that could have worked if it wasn't for the fact that it was taking away all this tension from, yeah, like from this a chase. chase sequence. And it was like it was like as if, you know, in the middle of the Battle of Waterloo or something, <laughs> someone like nipped off to Paris to go to like a casino. Like they went off to, you know, Monaco or whatever. And, and then and they were like, you know, played the tables and then yeah, popped back and the battle bit. was still going. You know, it just had, seemed... had enough time to be arrested, make a daring <laughs> yeah. escape. Yeah. And get back to the battle. And it just didn't feel right to me. It felt no. like it spoiled the tension mm-hmm. of that sequence. And the chase itself was quite silly anyway. Yes. Because it's like the resistance is just outrunning the First Order for some really arbitrary reason. There's a, there's a line where uh, Hux is like, this is really annoying that with all our yeah. battleships and capabilities yeah. we can't catch, up, catch yeah. them. Because... And, because they're lighter or maybe one of the underlings is like it's because they're so light yeah and I'm like okay but that's not and I can get past that's not how acceleration in space works yes exactly why they don't need fuel at all because it's Star Wars and if we can hear explosions in space then maybe space is different in Star Mm, Wars yeah I'm okay with (laughs) that but just it was just a bit boring yeah just cut out Canto Bite cut out that whole Plot yeah. line, and just because that with... on, that only exists to set up kids and like nor average people, the downtrodden, yeah. and they have the force and they're gonna support the resistance. This is getting a bit off slightly, but I thought maybe if they get into this whole like the actual solution to all this light side, dark side, the repressed and the oppressive oppressors, yeah, uh, like system. That yeah. makes up the world because they kind of like set up a bit yeah. in some characters' dialogue. Like, uh, there's a system that exists and it's bad. Yeah, and like just like the real world. Yes. Um, and I was like, maybe are they going to in the third one get try to get to like a 
break the system yeah. type of thing? Like, is that kind of where Ray and Kylo's goals align with this idea of like not don't be a part of the system, yeah. which are the not master code breaker kind of. Yes, yeah, this so is his don't, ideology. Don't join. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like that. Is that why they're putting in all this stuff about like the arms dealers are selling to both sides to get rich? And yeah. So, doesn't matter where you are, you're a cog in the machine. Yes. Don't be a cog. I'm like, that's a fun point to make and it's fine, mm. but it didn't fit the narrative of this movie and unless they're using yeah. that in the overall narrative yeah. of this trilogy, what's the point of it? I mean, it, it kind of... It only fits in so far as what we find out about Ray in this film. Mm. Um, but, like, the thing is as well, this film was written and, written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Yeah. But... The next film, he's not involved. Oh, I don't know. Maybe he'll be like. He might have done a couple of passes. Well, that's the thing. I think he like he gave them some notes or something. But J.J. Abrams might be like, "Eh, I don't want to do any of that. (laughs) (laughs) He might. He might do that. He might not. Because what I heard was that uh, Colin Trevorrow, who was his director, who was originally directing Episode Nine, the Jurassic World guy, who got fired. (laughs) He was just like chucked all of Ryan Johnson's like notes in the bin. Maybe basically, that's why he got fired. Well, I don't know. Like, I think there were probably creative differences, but um, <laughs> or something. I can't remember what the stupid reason was. But like, that's the thing. J.J. Abrams, I think, isn't. He's gonna do like a like a Force Awakens. Like, he's gonna do like a sort of. I mean, we'll probably get into more about what we imagine Episode Nine's gonna be later. But I'm just like. I'm not sure this is going to be followed through. Yeah. Like, was oh. it worth setting up? Yeah, so <laughs> my, that's my. That's the whole thing I'm yeah. saying is, like, why put this segment in? The only thing that you yeah. could gain from this whole expedition yeah. was maybe later you, you're set up and using this in something. But yeah. I don't believe that that has a payoff. Yeah. And it was too costly. Mm. It ruined the pacing yes, of the movie. exactly. And it added a half... At least half an yeah. hour, probably more, yeah. to a movie that they had to cut half an hour from as well, and that did they? Yeah. Oh yeah, and yeah, that I was um, that, yeah. too long. Mm. That's it, the other it, problem it with the movie. It's too because it's the longest of all of them. And normally, I don't mind a long movie. Yeah. But because this one just had so much fat. Yeah. This is like there are times when you think like, why? Why am I watching this? Yeah. Because it's like. The problem with those bits is it leaves thing like, no, I was like, especially the first time I watched it, I'm like, can we just get this over with? I want to know what's happening with Luke and Ray. Yeah, and, with and Luke, Ray, and Kylo. Kylo Ren, which is the the best part. But like, to continue focusing on negatives, yeah. I suppose, yeah, that that's the issue. And it's not that they're, they're like, I think there are some okay bits in the Canto Bite sequence. Maybe. I some of them of, it make it even worse. Like the, I said, I took a saddle off the creature oh yeah that was now everything's fine yeah. there's definitely no way that these people are going yeah, to yeah. catch the animals yeah, and bring just, them it's back like, it's like when they leave it's like but the horses are just over there on the on the hilltop yeah <laughs> and, uh, they have like ships yeah and like guns and everything yeah. they'll catch those little like space horses and take them back to the I think the one thing I liked about it was that there were even though part of it was CGI and it felt very prequely the casino there were some of the practical aliens and stuff I thought looked okay, but it, it possibly looked a little bit too Earth-like, the casino. It didn't look at that kind of Star Wars-y to a yeah. certain extent. But 
I kind of liked maybe BB-8 being full of coins. It was like, um, I kind of liked. I didn't like the Gringotts goblin that was putting the coins in no, him. No, that was a bit um, much. And we saw him again. Yeah. I liked the shot of Finn looking at the lady that was like electrical. The ho- it was, or, like a ho- was it a hologram, or, a hologram or, something, or something maybe? And yeah. then just being fascinated. Yeah. I guess that's the only like cool bit I well, can yeah. take out of that Finn's sequence. like oh this place is really cool yeah. but again that would have worked in a different setup and everything exactly yeah and I thought yeah sort of Gringotts Goblin that whole sequence was very Harry Potter with them let's jump on these magical beasts and ride them yep. through the walls and all this stuff it's like when they jump on the um, Thestrals or whatever in, <laughs> in the, film, the film of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix or, or in you know something from Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them or something like that and, and yeah, it also felt a lot like a place. You could have... I could easily imagine Anakin and Obi-Wan wandering around there in, like, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, and that's, that's not a good yeah. thing either, because yeah. Obi-Wan also went to an American-themed milk bar. Yeah, in the exactly. Trilogy. Dexter yeah. Jetster's 50s diner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and the, so that's the, the thing I thought was a bit weird. I, I don't know if... I don't know if I liked or disliked the whole thing of, like, these war profiteers. Like, um, if it had a point in the movie other than we're making a point about yeah. arms dealing. Yeah. And that felt like a whole other story that had, like, nothing really to do with, like, Ray and Luke and uh-huh. Kylo. Like... Mm-hmm. Which is where the good story is. Yeah. One thing I will say, though, is that the person I saw the movie with today said that oh, that at times the Luke and Ray sitting and talking to each other got boring, what? whereas at least the <laughs> Canto Bite stuff, there was something fun happening. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was some serious BS. Um, but... Oh. Maybe there are people out there yes. that enjoy that mm. more. And it is a kid's movie as well. It's like, <laughs> that's the thing we have to understand as now grown-ass men when yes. we're watching our well, things from our childhood is that it is also has a, a, a children's <laughs> demographic. Yes, but it's not like the person you were seeing. It was just a... No. <laughs> uh, um, I think the po- the, probably the point is that you and I are Star Wars nerds. Yes, so we, we want to see Luke Skywalker. The yeah, yeah. Stuff of like... We want to see Luke Skywalker and hear people talking about the Force. Yeah, and be like, <laughs> this is what the Force is. It's yeah. not bacteria. There's, yeah. all, like, there's all these philosophical things to consider and like yeah. character like points to hammer in and like mm-hmm. examine them. Uh, other negatives, I didn't like the way that they shoehorned Maz Kanata into the film. No, and I didn't like how she was uh, Boba Fetting about the place. With yeah. Jetpack and blasters. Yeah. I I, re- I liked her in the first one. I didn't really I mean, like I her. I didn't like I, her in the I first one. I liked her one, enough. But... Um, but she served a purpose, arguably. Yeah. In this, she was just there because I guess the actress was like contracted to be in the film or something. Maybe, or maybe they're like, who is going to tell them to see a guy at a casino? Yeah, and it's like, and the thing is, of all the people in the scene where they contacted her, the only person in the previous film we'd seen talk to her was Finn, and yet like Poe was talking to. Her. I mean, sure, Poe might know her, but it's like mm. it, that felt weird to me. It's like they weren't the characters who'd interacted before, and that's going to lead me to another negative. Actually, I wasn't 
that interested in Poe's story in this? Poe's story is a tricky one because it seems like what they were trying to set up in the audience's expectations was that somebody, potentially the Vice Admiral, was a traitor. traitor. Um, And they they very intentionally set that idea up. Yeah. Like, not where we're actively tracking them, but we've got them attached by a a string or a thread. (laughs) We Um, have them tied on a string. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And like, yes, you've done well by doing that, Harms. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That was quite good. Yeah, and they went to great pains narratively Mm. to set that up. Yeah. Whereas that just created this tension that was... Silly. I yeah. It was better looking back at it, having seen it before, and uh, putting myself in Vice Admiral unforgettable name. Uh, Holdo, yeah. Holdo. Yet another person with O in their name. Holdo yeah. and Kylo and Poe. Placeholder name here, yeah. probably in like a Princess Leia backstory Just call book. Call her purple hair if you go. Yeah. <laughs> Vice Admiral Purple Hair, yeah. probably in a Princess Leia book. Yeah, <laughs> she seemed to have a really close relationship yeah, with Leia, apparently. which I liked. Yes, um, but. Put, put yourself in her shoes. It's like, yeah, Finn is... Uh, not Finn, Poe is this hotshot pilot that thinks he owns the place. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I'm, I don't have to tell him this stuff. And I'm yeah. keeping things close to my chest. Her actions are... Yeah. Reasonable. Yeah. I mean, you'd like, think, though, that she would have just been like, I've got a plan. Yeah. It's fine. Yes. Don't you worry about it. And that seems it. like slightly sort of forced conflict. Yeah, Exactly. Me? Um, but like, sure, if you're gonna force that, force it. But yeah, just I didn't like that element, like making us think there's a traitor. Yeah, I thought and making Finn, uh, Finn uh, Poe look like an idiot. Look like it's <laughs> such an idiot. The thing was, I thought in Force Awakens, Poe, who wasn't in it that much, because he wasn't originally intended as like a full blown main. No, he was meant to die when the ship yeah, crashes. and then they just changed their minds. But, and maybe that's the reason because he didn't because maybe it was in rewrites or whatever that Poe was slightly incorporated more but Poe in that was like when he's in the Jakku village at the beginning he's like well you know the first order's showing up they're ripping the village but we have to escape with the plans mm. you know so I can't go back and save those yeah people. exactly whereas in this he's like oh we're gonna I'm gonna disobey orders and blow up the dreadnought that was pretty lame um <laughs> I thought <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of lame, but I did like the captain of the Dreadnought. Yeah, he was he was a good performance. He yeah. reminded me of like an original trilogy sort yeah, of like. Yeah, he, he fit officer. right in there. Yeah, he he that actor who's unfortunately I didn't recognise. I'm sure he's probably some like jobbing British actor. I, I expect he he was really good. But the hot that yeah that concept of like and then the first order has some super dupe and that was like not even the biggest super duper ship that they had they even yeah, even ludicrously like luxury battlecraft yeah <laughs> it was just like um, ridiculously enormous anyway but yeah before we get to anything like that but like i thought that poe being oh i'm going to disobey orders and all this stuff and i'm going to get the fleet blown up and everything it just didn't seem consistent with how he'd been presented in the previous film but again he wasn't really developed much in the previous film blowing up the dreadnought i bought yeah as a poe thing to do mm. uh staging a, a coup, coup yeah i didn't yeah 
and it's kind of it, I guess it felt like oh if it had been Leia maybe he would have obeyed the orders but it was because it was someone he didn't really know yeah it just made him seem very like mistrustful of people yeah I found him like I really liked Poe in Force Awakens but I found him a bit annoying yes. in this one <laughs> like an unsympathetic yeah. to a certain degree which frustrated me a bit yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think if there were any other issues, sort of major issues. Maybe the humour, a lot of people have complained about that. At times, yeah, but overall I'm pretty okay with it. I think some of the jokes work better than others. When I was expecting it, I found the humour more entertaining. I do think that bit at the beginning where it's like Poe's pretending that Hux... He can't hear Hux. There was like... Or that part of the, the receptionist. Yeah. Through. Part of it, like Huck's um, his responses and stuff, I found funny and like. But the st- at the start, I was like, "Oh, it's a bit much." But there, some of the delivery there is quite good. I, I like it as a characterization moment for Huck's. I mean, they make him look like a complete buffoon. In the yeah, show, but man. like he's he's also very uh, on board with the ideology of it. Yeah, and. Um, he, he likes the grandstanding as well. Yes. Uh, so you got a good insight into his character. Yeah. Which I think will be further developed in the next one. Yeah. Really and, and we'll probably go more into Hux and the things I liked. But it just reminds me of one of the things I had an issue with, again, thinking about the whole chase yeah. sequence. And he's like, oh, they're too far away for our cannons to be effective. And he's like, well, let's just keep shooting at them and remind them that we're here. And it's like, it just felt like... It'll be more dramatic. Yeah, he'd written, he'd written himself <laughs> into this corner where he's like, well, I need time for Finn and Rose to go to Casino Night Zone, but I, like... But, yeah, there's this fleet, you know, and there's a ship the size of, like, the Vatican kind of thing is shown up and, like... like yeah. And couldn't, all this ludicrous stuff. Couldn't like, they have jumped ahead of them or closer yeah. to them? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the thing. Why didn't they send... Half the fleet light speed ahead and just sandwich them in the middle. Or why didn't they like? Don't they have any interceptors or anything yeah. besides Tie Fighters? Yeah, was, I don't know. There was a contrived plot. The Rebel plot is the main weakness yes. of the film. Another weakness, if you're ready to move on, yeah, is that every movie seems to start in the same setup. No matter the actions in the previous movie, which yeah. is the good guys yeah. are the underdogs and the bad guys have the absolute upper hand. Yeah, and I think maybe I'd, I'd want to go into this if we have a section about like what we would have done differently. Okay. Maybe we talk about that more. But yeah, that frustrated me a bit because like surely the first order was crippled at the end of the previous. Yeah, surely film. like both sides are hurting. Yeah, but we never got a feel for that. Yeah, but in this, it's like the first order's got enormous battleships up the arse basically like they seem to have this endless reserve of like ludicrously huge spaceships they can call upon yeah and it doesn't (laughs) doesn't seem to fit in with the world that we were presented with in Force Awakens yeah because the first order in this scene have a bigger and more impressive fleet than the Empire ever did yeah yeah and these this is meant to be like this last Sort of like I keep wanting to say, like in the expanded Vistage. universe, the Imperial Remnant they were yeah. called. You know, they're, they're like this splinter group that's sort of the last, yeah, remainder of yeah. the Empire. That's in Force Awakens. It was like they're this bunch of crazy fanatics that were part of the Empire. Yeah, 
hung on to the ideas of yeah. it when it fell yeah and held on to that power enough to build up a super weapon yeah and strike out an anger with it yeah and it whereas in this one it seems to set the scene as more like no there was a republic that yeah. was going well at the same time as there was the bad guy section of the galaxy yeah. that was also going well and yeah. in the last movie the bad guys yeah. killed all of the good guys yeah. except for the resistance well, that was the thing. It's like uh, it said in the title crawl, Snoke deploys his legions to seize military control of the galaxy. And I was like, well, the they blew he blew up like five planets yeah. in the last film. But surely there are like thousands of planets <laughs> in the... I don't know. Maybe the New Republic was quite small. I possibly guess. could be a thing because it was like this fledgling... Maybe the galaxy splintered into like tons of different states and yeah. stuff since um since you know Return of the Jedi. And we but, can get into how to fix that at yeah, the back yeah. end of this, but in the what was wrong for it is that it just seemed to paint an inconsistent yes. uh, yeah. portrait yeah, I of felt the previous the one. And it, in when you're doing this like soft reboot, which yeah. they kind of are yeah. like this continuation of the universe but like years on into the future yeah you've kind of got to have a firm like understanding of what the overall world looks like for any of this conflict to mean anything yeah and and we just don't yeah we don't have that picture and we didn't enforce awakens either really no but it, because it was so inconsistent with what we were presented in force awakens yeah it stood out. Yeah, because in Force Awakens it looked like the whole First Order was like this Starkiller base, like about five Star Destroyers, and like Snoke was hiding in like a bunker somewhere on another yeah, planet or something out like orders. that. Yeah. Whereas in this, they're like, you know, some enormous organisation, it seems, with just endless resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Enough to have, you know, this endless supply of Stormtroopers and, and new version ADATs and ATSTs and all this stuff. Yeah, so that was a bit that was a bit inconsistent. It's, it's not where I would have gone with it, but anyway, we can think about that yeah. later. But I think that probably covers the majority of my I mentioned that I didn't like Rose, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought yeah, She's as I crap. say, I thought she was pointless. Uh, even if you, if you needed to do something with that resistance plot, main characters Finn and Poe. Yeah. Why not? Because or throw this vice admiral lady in there. Yeah, yeah. She could have been interesting. And Leia. There was a whole bunch of second hands as well. Like there was the other one that seemed to be like the offsider to the vice admiral, the one that introduces Mm. her. And there was this uh, younger girl with the the hair. Yeah, the one who's played by pretty sure it's Carrie Fisher's daughter. Okay, um, plays her lieutenant something or other, and who's like friends with uh, Poe. Yeah, yeah. Like, and she was in the previous film yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Rose I just felt her character arc was strange. She went, and her sister was a much more interesting character. Yeah. Um, she went from uh, like no one's life uh, is worth more than the resistance. Yeah. Uh, like the resistance as a whole, as an idea, is the most important thing. So no yeah. one can leave the ship. I'll even give away the oh, only yeah. connection I have left to my sister, who mm. I love more than anything, yeah. to this thief and, like, not Master Codebreaker, as a deposit. Yes. Uh, 
in order to serve the needs of the resistance. Yeah. To being at the end being like, no, don't sacrifice your life for the resistance because I've learnt somehow along the mm, way yeah. without any input yeah. that should bring this output of an individual's life is worth more. Yeah, because the power of love will destroy the First Order. Power of knowing someone for half an hour. Yeah. It's like, don't take money, don't take fame, don't need no credit card <laughs> to ride that train. So like, that would, <laughs> that would be a fine arc if there was a reason for her character to develop along those lines, but I can't think of one thing that would have impacted her enough to go, no, the resistance isn't the important <laughs> part, an individual is the important part. Finn and her just had a crazy night at the casino. That but, was... <laughs> particularly as her actions are the most damaging yeah. in the... Yeah. Movie for the resistance. I, I thought actually, like again, now that I've remembered it, what did you think of the the character, the the code breaker character? He was called DJ, I believe, played uh, by Benicio del Toro. Obviously, I don't remember his name. Yeah, I don't think his name was mentioned. Uh, I've okay. only read it. Um, eh. Yeah. Like it works if you're going to set up this whole thing about the system. Yes. Um, but yeah, because but, that's yeah. not relevant to the movies, his character is yeah. silly. It, for, he felt like they wanted to have someone... That whole thing of, like, the First Order were putting a big floating tray of money onto his ship was very Boba Fett. And yes. it was like they wanted to have someone like that in the film who was this kind of mercenary kind of character. I had nothing against his overall character and I mm. I really liked the choices yeah. that the actor was making yeah. in terms of his characterization. Yes. I thought like you've got to appreciate the effort he was putting in, the choices he yeah. was making, but I didn't feel like his character belonged in the movie. He felt like he would have belonged really well in like if he'd shown up in like Thor Ragnarok or, yes. or Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> film, he would have fit. He's, he's the collector. Yeah, because he plays he's, a yeah. collector in Funnily Guardians enough. of the Galaxy 1. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, completely different characterization. Yeah. Um, and, and that was the thing. It's like, uh, Canto by watching that, I was like, it reminded me a bit of Thor Ragnarok okay. as well. Actually, having said, except Thor Ragnarok was good. Yes. And Canto by it was dumb. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyway, we'll save that discussion for when we, ever we update our Marvel Phase 3 <laughs> podcast, which we have to do at some point. But, yeah, I think that covers all of the negatives, but I'm sure we'll think of others... Oh, yeah, we might. ...as time goes by. So, when it comes to positives... <laughs> yes. There are a lot of positives. So many <laughs> positives. Uh, great movie, like, when you look at the just yeah. positives. Um, Where do we start? Yeah, do you, do you want to do little things, big things, like overall? Um, like, is there so many little, like, just moments yeah. that are cool? I don't know where to begin. Alright. <laughs> uh, let's start with the good plot line, mm-hmm. which is Ray tries to enlist the help of Luke yeah. uh, whilst trying to discover her place in the universe. Yeah. And doing so in conversations with Kylo Ren. Yeah, and and thinking and learning about Luke's and Kylo Ren's relationship and thinking she can save both of them essentially. Yes. And beat Snoke yeah. <laughs> as well. Yeah. And Ray possibly, and I think it's the whole point, overextends herself yes. in this. Well, Snoke calls her out on it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I knew you were not wise enough to yeah. make the right decision. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's just like so much to get into. There's so <laughs> much good stuff going on. Okay, so start with Luke. Yeah. Uh, he's a hermit. He didn't have any lines in the last movie. Mm. And they continue that beat yeah. in this movie with a bit of a comedy twist. Yes. In that he throws away the lightsaber that is so precious to absolutely everybody. Which I've got to admit, in the first room pissed me off a bit I was like I I, I, I think because I really as I said in our sort of first Star Wars podcast I really like Return of the Jedi yeah. and I kind of wanted Luke to be like he is in Return of the Jedi yeah. in this but like but even older and wiser you yeah. know and I think that's where Mark Hamill thought it was gonna go because he's quite notoriously said that like the script really wasn't what he expected. Okay. I reckon. I, I reckon that's what he imagined. I thought he thought I'm going to get to play Obi Wan. Yeah. In this. Well, if you think <laughs> about what's happened to Luke, yeah, right at yeah. the end of Jedi, uh, he is this super wise guy, yeah. super powerful. Yeah. Uh, and he goes about to put the whole galaxy back into like. Balance, yeah. Uh, and he decides one of the ways he's going to do that, eventually. He hmm. decides, when there's the birth of Ben, to yeah. create a new Jedi Order. Yeah. And he recognises, now, looking back, that it was his hubris yeah. uh, that brought everything in the galaxy crashing down. Yeah. So he's turned upon himself. He looks yes. back at that, I'm the wise... Jedi mm, the legend yeah the legend the man who redeemed Darth Vader yeah, as yeah. a mistake and yeah. all that attitude is yeah. horrible so he's yeah. thrown all that away and is gone the Yoda route yeah I was gonna which say which is like the same thing that Yoda did he's yeah. like I, yeah. I had the chance to have the universe work yeah. and I was blinded by all the Jedi stuff going on I got played yeah and now I have to go in isolation and that was the thing I was like I think maybe we, I expected, and, and I think based on what we said, maybe this is what I don't know. Maybe this is what Mark Hamill expected. I don't know because because apparently he was like, oh, it wasn't. It really surprised him. But um, yeah, I expected Luke's gonna be Obi Wan in this film, but Luke was Yoda yeah. in this film. And I thought that, it really worked though. Yeah, I, it took me the second viewing personally <laughs> to get into it, even though I liked him in both both times. Yeah. It, it, because he was, like, kind of irascible and cheeky and mm-hmm. stuff like that, like Yoda is when we meet him in The Empire Dang Strikes that, yeah. Back. And that's really, obviously, really reinforced when Yoda appears in this yes. film. And he's not the, like, crappy prequel, <laughs> prequel Yoda. Yoda. He's the Yoda we remember from Although when he first Empire. appeared and he had the big blue glow to mm. him and everything... It did seem weird to me. I thought there was something weird in the CGI they were using. But it was a puppet, right? It was right? a puppet, yeah. yeah it was yeah. just the glow yeah, yeah, that gave the whole yeah. thing a weird effect yes. when, I, when he was first came on the screen. And the way it was filmed, the puppet probably, the puppet was probably looked a little bit different. Yeah. The Empire Strikes Back puppet and stuff like that. But um, yeah. And they, yeah, so that took Luke in a really interesting direction yeah it was so cool to see him like that yeah and then it was also cool when Yoda does show up Mm. that Yoda doesn't see Luke like that Yoda sees Luke almost just as he saw him in Empire Strikes Back it's like your your problems then are your problems now you're always looking ahead rather than looking in the now yeah and that was like 
his downfall. Like when he saw all the evil in Ben, yeah, he didn't think in the moment, yeah, about like his nephew in front of him. Yeah, he, he was thinking of all the death yeah, and destruction yeah. that would happen, and that yeah. was what brought everything. Exactly in. like when he flew off to Bespin and Empire yep. Strikes Back to rescue Han and Leia, which right. worked out really well, yeah, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Whereas, where yeah, Yoda and uh, Obi Wan are there being like, no, the dark side yeah. will tempt you. You need to finish your training. Only a true Jedi Knight can defeat yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. So I, I found it really cool that. He was still human, you know? And yes, the, he was still foibled. Yeah. He wasn't just like this wise old sage who was like, oh, well, Ray, the thing is... Like, <laughs> and I thought he... Because that's the thing, if we talk about, like, preconceptions, especially, I think I imagined he was going to be like, oh, well, Ray, I think the Jedi are a bit questionable, but I will teach you the ways of the Force. And I imagined they were going to, like team up and go and fight Snoke or some mm-hmm. crap you know yeah. that would have just been stupid you know and the and the script to its credit was more intelligent than, than my fairly limited imagination when it came to what I expected the film to do and I like the way we saw him as like he was almost like sort of deliberately trying to annoy Ray with his like daily routine yeah. and stuff he's like, like oh, yeah he's like yeah fishing, I do man. I do drink like weird green milk from like a giant bald um, flamingo <laughs> thing that lives on the island and and I do like jump on a giant pole to like dangerously catch ginormous fish from in this chasm and stuff like that what of it kind of yeah. thing. And, and stuff was and in, in those opening beats as well every conversation he has with Ray is mm. just saying go away yeah like there's no point in you being here just yes okay. and one of the best aspects of that is when Chewie comes in and confronts him mm. he the way he he's like Chewie what are you and it sounds exactly like like young Luke yeah, yeah. like he he said it in a way that sounded just like he would have said it back in the day and that I could have done with a bit more Luke and a little bit more Luke and Chewbacca yeah. interaction not maybe one like one bit of a scene or something just like one that more moment, yeah. I mean we got we like Luke and R2D2 as well that was, was a good moment yeah because I was like, have they forgotten that R two D two is on the Millennium Falcon <laughs> at one point? Um, but yeah, no, R two D two had a role as well, which was good. Yeah, uh, Mark Hamill, really, great performance. Yeah, I think. How did you think he could, his performance in this compared to Harrison Ford in the previous one? Uh, there's in all of Harrison's Ford Han Solo, there's always been a lot of. Harrison Ford yeah, in Han yeah. Solo. Um, so that uh, was previously a strength, but in <laughs> Force Awakens was kind of a weakness yeah. because Harrison Ford these days is different. Oh, Harrison uh, Ford and, just doesn't care really. Yeah, and like some of that was good. Ultimately, I liked his performance, uh, and I'm glad that they killed him off so oh, that he yeah. wouldn't be in the rest. Yeah. Um, whereas I thought, yeah, Mark Hamill. Possibly one of the best acting performances we've had from him. Yeah. Um, there were a few times when his voice in this, because he's so much deeper, sounded a bit like um, Joker in like, <laughs> especially as he does it now, and he did in like the Arkham video games yeah. and stuff, 
where he's where Jim you know here. yeah 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 exactly like when he's like um what did he say something like uh I can't remember but it's like it's kind of like he would have said as the Joker to be like um kiddo or something talking <laughs> to like a Harley Quinn or something like that but um, oh, I, I think he says he to, um he does say kid yeah he does say kid catch you later yeah, see you yeah, later kid see, see you around kid see but around it's kid. not he didn't say it in the joke the joker yeah. voice was coming out earlier in okay. the film a bit but um I really liked his performance I liked the arc yes um and we did he was Yoda mm. but in the end scene when he went to confront Kylo he was Obi-Wan yeah and that that end scene was really good yes because it's he like he goes out and he's like you know shooting and I'm like it's the, the lasers aren't going to do anything well everyone I, knew that but everyone thought I, he was going to Darth Vader like put his hand up kind of thing I I didn't think he was going to do that I thought it was just going to be like Luke's just he can't be like he's just so powerful now or something there's like he was a projection that was clever well that was but, like the effect but really there's so many things setting up that he was a projection yes um, like the fact that his hair and beard were different his hair and beard and, was different he was wielding the blue lightsaber yeah, yeah the blue lightsaber which had been destroyed which earlier been in the film which I should have because yeah. I was like hang on why does he have his green lightsaber which we did see he wasn't yeah. leaving footprints in the salt Ah, uh, yeah, okay. I hadn't noticed that. Yeah, and they actually really set it up perfectly yeah. as well earlier in the film with all the like talking yes, with, exactly. between Kylo Ren and Rey. Yeah, and that's the same like device that lets Luke go there as well. Yeah, and um, Luke Luke's ending. It depends where they go with it it, if I like it or not. Like I really liked his confrontation with Kylo. Yeah, and how that meant that. Kylo couldn't defeat Luke yes. there. If Luke is dead, dead, yeah. then I think that's stupid and yes. it cheapens the confrontation with Kylo because if you're dead, 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 yeah. what was the point of force projecting? Why not just fly there? Yeah, and again, I think we'll probably talk about it more in our, in the sort, future, of, in yeah. our sort of looking to the future section, but, but he's probably. He's, he's got to like, be in the next one. Yeah, he's right. probably like. <laughs> Ultra Force Ghost. Like yeah, if, exactly. Yeah. If Force Ghost Yoda yeah. can call a lightning strike yeah. down, I reckon he'll be Force Ghosty, but he won't have the blue outline. Yeah. Like, he'll be there like he was in the confrontation yeah, scene. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's like whether I should save this for the... I think I'll save my okay, thoughts save on it. that okay. We'll the, get back to that. Um, Adam Driver stole the show. He, yeah, he... I liked Kylo Ren way more in this than in Force Awakens. I mean, as you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of Force Awakens. I do think it's fine. Similar to this, I think it has a lot of strengths and a number of, I personally, in my opinion, quite serious weaknesses. But yeah, yeah, Kylo Ren, I was like, eh, whatever, he's okay in the first one. But in this one, I thought he was really good. Yeah, yeah. He was was even better than he was in Force Awakens. Yeah. Um... And a lot of that is just because we had more time to focus on his character. Yes, exactly. And why he is that way. Yeah. And we got a view on him, which is not just whiny, rebellious teen. Yeah. My, my only issue with Kylo was that it seemed like he spent a lot of time sitting around on a ship doing nothing. That yeah. was my one thing. Like, in the in the fix-it bit, we'll probably talk how yeah. I, I think if... Rather than the rebel plot, we had Kylo doing stuff on the ship. Yeah. At the same time that Ray was doing stuff yeah, on the planet yeah. and 
their talking to each other moments were better tied together with that sort of thing going yeah. on. That would have been good. Yes. that's That was my only issue. But his interactions with Ray were really good. And also the way it was like... I really liked him... It's like there's just so much just to talk about. But it's like him becoming supreme leader. Yeah. <laughs> that was really... That was a really interesting development. I didn't... I didn't... I didn't grasp it, like, I guess is the defining feature of why Kylo is a bad guy, until he was making his speech to Rey yeah, on the bridge that yeah. had fallen apart, where he's like, let's end it all, let's, there's no more Sith, yeah, no more Jedi, yeah. no more something something, and then no more Rebels, but he doesn't yeah, exactly, say the yeah, new order. I, I, I noted that as well, he's like, no more Sith, no more Jedi, no more Snoke, no more Skywalker. Snoke, Skywalker, right. He's like, yeah. no more Rebels. Yeah, but nothing <laughs> about like, oh, but nothing about first order. Yeah, his whole thing is either he wants order mm. or he wants power, or like both. Yeah. Like that's yeah. why he's done. Every, that's like the seed that Snoke was able to yeah uh, grow into, mm. like his evil. Yeah, was he's power hungry or needs everything in the universe to fit into his idea of order yeah and that's the thing it's like so we see in this well he actually believes in the first yeah which was like a great revelation yeah that that i think worked really well and it was very noticeable by its absence in that little speech yeah um i'm just trying to think what else he'd do him flying his spaceship and not being able to shoot leia was really nice moment well done yeah yeah um would have been more impactful if she had died yeah, <laughs> uh, but that might not have been a good choice for the movie overall. Yeah, and I'm glad that she didn't. Although that might be problematic later. We'll get well. There. Yeah, again, we'll get into um, that. But yeah, that was a cool moment that mm. he wouldn't take the shot, but randos would. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I liked every single interaction he had with Hux. Yeah, um, they work so well together. Mm. Um, they they did in the previous one as well. Yeah. Um, all their bickering, yeah, and like who is in charge of who here? Yeah. It's a really, it's like the Vader Tarkin thing, except yeah. the much younger yeah, and, and, and more immature, and, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, I thought that really worked really well. And there were some good bits when they were up in the um, transport vehicle in the final battle. <laughs> yes, and it's a bit where like Hux is just repeating Kylo's yep. orders, and Kylo's like looks at him, being like, "Why are you bothering?" And then there's the bit where he orders them to shoot at Luke, and Hux and is like, Hux is "Maybe like, we don't want to do that." Yeah, though. he's like, like, you've he's gone like too yeah. Far. And there's a bit where he's like, "That's enough," you know. It's like even. Hux is like this ridiculous, yeah. you know, this situation. There was and a cool beat as well when Kylo was uh, lying on the floor after yeah, the fight and, with Ray and Hux. Hux uh, goes for the going gun to, to kill him. Yeah, that kill was. Kylo. I it was like, oh, are they going to go do this? That would be like crazy. <laughs> yeah, but it was um, just a beat. And then yeah, like, that. But that was really good. Yeah. I I really liked that moment with General Hux. I thought that all yeah, all their interactions worked really well, and and. Kylo Ren's interactions with Ray and with Luke, he was he, like he hates Luke so much. Yeah, well, like, he hates all those past connections. Yeah. Like when the Millennium Falcon flies yeah. past, there's like all the Tie Fighters attack that. Man. Yeah, and so I think Finn says, "Oh, they really hate that yeah, shit." Yeah, and but it's like he he does really hate it. And and he run, and when he runs up and like tries to kill Luke, and like he turns around and he's done nothing, mm. and it's just like and Luke's. You know, completely 
impervious to all his to all his like anger and everything like I that. I liked uh, the reveal that uh, Snoke didn't like the helmet. <laughs> the Snoke's yeah, like it wasn't Snoke's idea. Wearing that helmet, that, yeah. that helmet is ridiculous. Yeah. Like I can't understand. Take that ridiculous thing off. Yeah. And you realize that he put that on to be more like Darth Vader. That's the only reason. It was entirely his idea. And he smashes it up. And he hates it. Versus, like, when he loses drastically at the end, he doesn't have a hissy fit. Yeah. Which is, like, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Take that ridiculous thing off a bit. <laughs> have you ever seen UHF Weird, Weird Al's like, movie? Yeah, no, I haven't. But <laughs> I know this, of it. There's this bit in the film where the TV executive is talking to, like, his three of his, like, underlings, and one of them is wearing, like, a cowboy hat with a <laughs> raccoon tail on it. Yeah. And he goes, and take that ridiculous thing off to him. And the guy sighs, reaches up, and pulls his moustache off. And it was a famous <laughs> And I, both times I've seen it, I just keep thinking, what, like, I think I'm going to crack up because I'm thinking of, like, UHF in that scene. Um, I was like, that's, oh, I really hope that was intentional. I really hope Ryan Johnson's, like, secretly a big fan of UHF and wanted to reference it. Anyway, um,. Yeah, the, the way that, like, Snoke and Kylo Ren's interaction mm-hmm. was depicted was really compelling because of the fact that it turned out that there wasn't the same... It wasn't, like, the Emperor Vader yeah. relationship. I noticed that they played... Uh, when uh, Snoke was, like, torturing Ray. They played the Emperor's music in the background, but, like, Snoke was no Palpatine. In the- <laughs> he had a lot of similarity. He did yeah. use Force Lightning yeah. uh, on uh, Kylo, actually. Yeah. Um, he did have uh, the moment of, uh, you know, coming up as a big floating head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but I think my point is it's like he wasn't like as... He was, like, even more stupid than the Emperor. Yeah, it was kind of like... He was, like, a home-brand Palpatine. Yeah. It's like, the in-universe thing of, like, what was happening. Yeah. It's like... He he couldn't have been as evil. And... Well, he was evil, but he wasn't as powerful. His whole thing, like, the reason... His strength seemed to be from the fact that he could sense motives. Yeah. Or, like, get inside someone's head really well. Yeah. And that's why it was Yeah, he seemed to be able to use the force over long distances in yeah. more ways than one kind of thing. And I thought it was really good that he just got killed. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, good. That means we don't have to have some lame lightsaber fight with Snoke in oh, episode Snoke 9. Snoke fighting with a lightsaber would be so lame. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I, that means we don't have to see Snoke pull, pull out a red lightsaber yeah. and fight Rey. You know, because that would have been so boring, and 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 I guess that's the thing. You know, they're not doing that. They're not doing the doing the prequel when angle. He, you when know? he got sliced in half, yeah, his his hand is still on the throne. Yeah, after the torso yeah. and the yeah. legs fall off and yeah. everything, I'm like, oh, that's great. Yeah, because it's where the lightsaber's positioned relative to his body. And so. there's a bit as well when they cut back to that yeah. scene and his dead head with his tongue hanging yeah, out of his mouth like and the eyes all yeah. like. Over the place, it's just yeah. there, like, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, <laughs> he's yeah. like dead, dead. Yeah, because I thought at that bit, I'm like, oh, 
Snoke's gonna like grab the lightsaber at the last minute. He knew this was all a test for Kylo Ren, and he was gonna prove that Kylo Ren was actually a crap apprentice or something like that. But no, he just he died. He just died. It was great, and that was that was really good because I always thought Snoke was like an arbitrary villain in Force Awakens, and in this film, it's like yeah, he was. He was just he only existed to facilitate Kylo Ren's character development. Yeah, he's a plot device. Yeah. And, and so he, he was dealt with appropriately. Yeah. Like, he wasn't treated as if he was going to be the ultimate bad guy, which, yeah, was exactly the right thing to do with the character. That was great. I thought he probably... His ship maybe could have been less absurdly large. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, so bloody big. But I guess maybe they made it that big so that someone could fly a spaceship through it yeah. and give all our heroes and villains time enough to escape yeah. the wreckage. It's <laughs> like, how did that compare? How did that compare in size? I'd like to know. I'm sure there's going to be some nerdy technical manual or something that shows how that compares to like a super star destroyer yeah. or something. Because I'd be curious to see how, what they were imagining. Yeah, and how does the, the Dreadnought compare to yeah. the super star destroyer? Do they have more Dreadnoughts back in... Do, they, they suggested... Yeah, yeah they implied they did. Dreadnoughts... Plural, yeah. yeah. And they They're said these killers. things are fleet yeah, killers. So yeah. should, there could be more than one. It's like where's the first order like dockyard with all the, all the you know, over-designed versions <laughs> of original trilogy ships floating around. Uh, speaking of good things and uh, the new order ships, mm. I really like the moment in the beginning of the film where it shows the planet evacuating. And yeah. uh, the girl who you're saying is uh, Carrie Fisher's kid or something yeah. looks up into the sky and when she hears the boom mm. of ships appearing from uh, yeah. like light speed and, yeah. and you see them in the yeah, sky appear, appearing yeah. and then we cut up as they're also appearing. Yeah. That was just really well done. I really like the, the, the good fir- cinematography. Yeah. The First Order made the same mistake that the that the Empire did actually in Empire Strikes Back by they like brought the fleet out of light speed too close to the planet so yeah. that like the, the Dreadnought was like boom and appeared and the like light fighters of the Resistance were like right there there was no they didn't have to cross any distance to get to the that was a funny kind of parallel <laughs> it was the, the devil and the yeah. Dreadnought uh, uh, Captain or Admiral whatever yeah, has Captain a thing about Kennedy. that. <laughs> he was Captain called, Kennedy. I think. Yeah, Kennedy or something. Kennedy. Yeah. He has a line like, "We should have had yeah. Tie Fighters out five minutes yeah. ago." Yeah, that was a good line. He, as I say, he was a good performance. Um, that was cool. They're really good cinematography in some bits. Mm. Not consistently no. good cinematography, mind you. No. Um, how they established the Kylo and Ray talking to each other yeah, all the time. Yeah, that was really well done. Always done really well. Yeah. And that should probably bring us on in terms of positives to Ray. Yes. I mean, I personally thought that Daisy Ridley, like I thought this about Force Awakens, and I thought she was probably the best part of this as well, personally, for me. I think you're Kylo more of, you're more is the of best a, part more of this. Kylo or... kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, Kylo, um, Kylo, then Luke, then Ray. Uh, okay. Then long way down everything else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hux. Well, like, Kylo, Luke, Ray, Hux. Yeah. Everything else. Uh, what about Leia? Leia was good, but she wasn't on the same level yeah, as the yeah. rest of them. I thought um, Ray also was really well done in this her story. The, my only issue with with Ray was that like she kind of dropped out of it at the end, and yeah, after her 
battle with Kylo, I guess, is a kind of defeat slash stalemate. Yeah. She's in the cockpit of the Falcon. Yeah. She shoots some guys, flies off, and then doesn't come back except to lift the rocks. There's some rocks. And it's like, I get what they were going for, but it's like, I felt like she should have been in that sequence more. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that I thought was an issue with the way they used her. Maybe Ryan Johnson kind of thought that, like, her story was more or less complete for the film by the end of the confrontation with Snoke and Kylo Ren. I guess the final thing she needed to do was to lift rocks. Yeah, yeah, Um, well, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And that was cool, because that was cool for them, like, Poe and Finn and that coming out, like, oh, we're stuck in the cave, oh, we've got a... Jedi, Jedi on our side, you know, who can save us in these kind of dire situations. That was cool. I thought that I really like some of the little things they did with her, like having her when it's raining and she's like under the Millennium Falcon, she's like, ha ha ha, putting her hand out at the water because it's like she wouldn't really be very familiar. Yeah, because she's from a desert planet. Yeah, stuff like that I thought worked really well. I liked um, the way that her parents were like, no one important. Yeah, they they <laughs> sold her for like drink money and yeah, or drugs or something <laughs> horrible and yeah, they just left. And I think did Kylo say that they were buried in yeah, he's like they're buried in a shallow grave on yeah. in the Jakku wastes. Um, and that was ex- again exactly what should have been the situation. Yeah, I, I notoriously <laughs> said that many times, and I've seen people saying like oh, nah, but Kylo Ren could have been lying, and, 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 and it's like, well... But what purpose would that serve? Like, yeah, no, that would that would be bad. Yeah. Ray, Ray's parents shouldn't be important. Yeah. It's like, why does she have to be descended from someone important? That's like, do people want there to be dynasties, and like, <laughs> does they want these, these films to advocate, like, you know the right of the king yeah yeah that kind of thing um yeah the one dynasty that's important in the films is the skywalker one yeah and that's full of like crackpots exactly (laughs) it's like yeah everyone's powerful but they're all crazy yeah i liked i really liked um yeah that sequence that where she she i like the way it was done where ray was in the cave and they're all the mirror reflections. The I mean, that was a bit weird, but then it was like it cut to her talking about it up in yeah. her, back in her house that she'd taken. And she was talking to Kylo. Kylo, yeah. And I thought that it was really effective the relationship that she had with Luke mm-hmm. as well, that she expected him to be something different. It was kind of what she did helped him but then also yeah she was sort of had a bit of hubris she overestimated herself thought she could save Luke save Kylo beat Snoke and I thought that was really good when she went to Snoke and was like completely sort of overpowered yeah but in the end like she she it's like when she she Kylo Ren were like fighting the Praetorian guards I think they're called the Red Samurai dudes <laughs> yeah they're the same no. like style of dudes that protected the Emperor yeah I guess they're again like, is that when they were called version. the Praetorian guards That's I think they were the just called the Imperial guards Imperial Guard, in, okay. in the original I was thinking like are these guys the Knights of Ren That's, I don't think they are okay. it, but I'm not sure because they didn't have lightsabers no but they w- were able to fight lightsabers yeah they had those things that like um 
the dude had in Force Awakens. Like TR8. <laughs> yeah, he does have a real name as a character that isn't that okay, traitor thing. thing that, yeah. Slash, slash they had those sticks that, like, General Grievous's <laughs> droid bodyguards had in Revenge of the Sith. I liked them in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, they're, like, one of the one. only cool things in Revenge uh, of the Sith. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was wondering if they were the Knights of Ren. Um... And like yeah, Snoke had reduced them all to are. that like position us as bodyguards. Yeah, because we never heard of anything, and they fought. Because um, Luke, but Luke still still did say that like Kylo Ren absconded with like some of the students. Yeah, so maybe so they're like, still out there. Where are they? Maybe um, they're on a secret mission. Is it a question we even want answered? Yeah, um, yeah. Is it worth it? But yeah, uh, Kylo was able to uh, use trickery to defeat Snoke, but he mm. wasn't individually strong enough to defeat all the bodyguards. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, even for him, he had to play a long game. Yes. And I liked that when um, Kyla's like, join me, I, you know, you, you're nobody except to me. Yeah. And she was like, don't do this. It was like, <laughs> like she's like, oh, like, <laughs> after all this, Kylo Ren's like, no, nah, I'm going to be super, super bad. There are <laughs> so many people that are going to ship Kylo and Ray. <laughs> I'm still glad they haven't really done much romance in these yeah, films. Except for one horrible one that they've tried to start <laughs> up now, which I think is horrible. Actually, kiss. they did also have Ray give um, awkward glances at Finn. Yeah, or would potentially get jealous. Yeah, I'm like, real. let's not it's set like, up a love triangle. That's going to be the lamest thing. It'd be really crap because they didn't do that with Luke as well yeah. in the like in the original trilogy. So yeah, I really hope that. But anyway, yeah, I thought that uh, her holding Kylo's lightsaber. Yes, was really cool. <laughs> that was cool. the The way that yeah, the way that she interacted with him when they were communicating, like you know, her side of it as well, as well I thought was really effectively done. Like when she drew the blast and fired and I really like when it cut to him and he thought he'd been shot and yeah, stuff, like, stuff oh. like that yeah and <laughs> I like some of the stuff that sort of was related to that on the island I found the like caretaker nun aliens on the island kind of amusing the first time I was like <laughs> what's what's the point of them yeah. at all and then the second time I was like I guess the point is to explain how this temple still exists yeah. in the state that it was and also, you get some really funny reactions from them. Yeah. The favourite being when she cuts the yeah. thing off and it falls down and destroys mm-hmm. one of their baskets and they, like, look at yeah. her and each other. I think in many respects the best stuff with Ray was when she went and confronted Snoke to some degree. But, yeah, I thought sure. she was really good in that. Especially... Yeah, because she had this certain like confidence about fighting Snoke that was sort of misplaced, but in the end, Snoke was, still wasn't that powerful in many respects either, or like he was very blind, and so, you know, she had to kind of learn from that experience, because she was going in with the Return of the Jedi style, I'm going to redeem the bad guy yeah. motive, but with the Empire-esque overconfidence. Yeah. It was interesting how it was both movies. Yeah. Like, lots of people drew parallels between Awakens and A New Hope. Yeah. And so, because that, everyone assumed that this was <laughs> going to be Empire all the way. Yeah. But it was both Empire yeah. and Return of the Jedi. And that's very heavily implied by the 
like tidal crawl where it's like the first orders found the rebel base and yeah. they have You're to like, and I was yeah, like oh my god uh, yeah when I <laughs> saw that the first time I was like that's exactly what happens in Empire Strikes Back uh, but it was a, uh, a bit different I yeah I thought that yeah that stuff on the island I really liked when she sort of reached out with the force and could feel all the different things happening because like, yeah again, and I like that depicted like, for, bit of talking about the force yeah. being like okay we've talked about it being balanced before yeah we've talked about it being the thing that binds the universe together mm. and like a life force but being like it is between the hot and the cold it is yeah. between life and death it is yeah. between all these things and I liked how Luke's criticism of her is like you opened yourself up to the force and the very first thing yes. is you found the darkness and yeah. you didn't even hesitate yeah and I thought they were going to go with this whole like like Ray's going to embrace the light and the dark thing where they didn't do that yeah I'm still wondering about the whole because one of my uh, things I've been talking about for ages is would Ray go dark side at the same time that Kylo goes light side yeah and I mean now it doesn't seem like they no they're not can going to go do down that. down that <laughs> route but um maybe they will go with Ray being more grey who knows I don't think they will because <laughs> she has like the Jedi text now as well yeah um I think that they'll, she'll just be like the hero basically that's fair but but because I, I really like the way that like Snoke said well sh- the, whole, the whole reason you exist is because like the light has produced you yeah I thought it, it would produce Skywalker but yeah, like yeah. you're like the uh the sort of the what do you call it like the avatar the sort of manifestation kind of thing of the light to balance out Kylo Ren yeah all that stuff their interactions were real I mean they're almost the three characters are almost like inseparable in terms of how they work in the film yeah and it's the strongest part of the movie yeah by far yeah I like that Luke name dropped Darth Sidious in the <laughs> film I'm like oh that was an un- unexpected prequel reference he was like yeah Jedi Order at the height of their power yeah which is the thing they've done they've talked about in some other they talked about that in like the cartoon show like the Rebels cartoon oh, yeah. show they're like I think I mentioned this last year it was like Yoda says, oh, well, the reason that the Jedi failed was because they basically fell to the dark side in the Clone Wars. The the Jedi seemed like the good guys, but actually they were just a bunch of idiots, basically. Like, And cool. I like that thing he said. It's like, it's vanity to think that the Jedi alone should control the, the yeah. Force. And, you know? and he was saying, like, yeah, my, and my mistake of doing the Jedi Order was the whole Legends. Like, yeah. I thought I was the Legend. Yeah. Which is a weird motif in the movie that I mm. didn't understand what the point of it was quite like there was a running mo- there were a couple of running motifs one of them was the idea of being a hero yeah and what is it that a hero does mm. the other one being like the spark of hope yeah there was a there was a third motif that um I've forgotten now uh, but I didn't recognise <laughs> it at first it was only until I saw it today that I went oh there was actually a third running thing like running image but that's gone now so okay. who cares but yeah the hero thing oh failure yes failure yeah. was yeah, the other theme. like theme theme you learn from failure yeah like Yoda is like failure is the best teacher sometimes it gets loads of people killed <laughs> yeah everybody weird. fails in this yeah. movie to some extent yes that's an interesting one and I get what they were doing with failure I don't quite get what they were doing with heroes 
And what they were doing with Hope seemed very clumsy. Yeah, I think what they were doing with the hero slash legend thing is Luke's like, oh, well, I thought I was this legend and I got over sort of confident again. And I think that they were, they were at the end, though, it was like, well... He was the hero. He could be. He could be. Uh, it depend. Almost it depends on the context yeah. kind of thing in which he could be this legend, this hero, and and do something good with that. But maybe it could also lead to hubris, you know. At the same time, but there are other things as well. Like if I'm just going off the top of my head with hero stuff, there's the Luke stuff, which is obvious. There's. Um, the bit at the beginning of the battle when we have the rebels fighting mm. um, and all the bomber ships get blown up and stuff. Yeah. And one of the characters is uh, Rose's sister. Yeah. And she's definitely heroic in that yeah. sequence and I really yeah. felt that and believed that and really liked her character there. And uh, then Poe and Leia are saying yeah, like, yeah. yeah, many heroes yeah, were out like, there. Dead, dead heroes, and they said, yeah. yeah, dead heroes. Like, yeah. what's the point if they're dead? Later, Rose calls Finn a hero, and that's like a never-meet-your-heroes type of thing. Uh, There's another bit of someone calling someone a hero again later on, but it seems like each time they were talking about heroes or being a hero or a legend, they were saying something different about it. Yeah. And I didn't... I haven't grasped the overall thing they were trying to get at. Or they just going like, let's just poke at the idea of heroes. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? It seemed like sure. it was really important for them as well, because it was in the opening crawl. Yeah, what did it talk about in the opening crawl? It was like the the rebellion heroes or something like that. Yeah, like the so heroes that. of the resistance. I know it's a small band of resistance fighters. It's a, I'm pretty not, sure I'm not, the word hero was in the oh, opening crawl. I'm not sure about that. I'm gonna they check definitely that. had spark of hope in the opening yeah, crawl. Yeah, I think that um, you're not you're not thinking of. There are heroes, heroes on, on both sides. sides. Evil is everywhere, are you? No. AKA the worst like sentence that's ever been written in history. <laughs> God, I hate Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> Seriously. War. Over exclamation mark. It's like, who did, like, did an imbecile write that? Yeah, it says that only General Lorgana... I was about to say Lorgana... Only General Leia Organa's band of resistance fighters stand against the rising tyranny. Certain that Jedi Master Luke Skywalker will return and restore a spark of hope to the fight. Ah, oh, yes, you're right. But the resistance has been exposed. You don't want us exposing ourselves. As a First Order speeds, like in speeders with little skis on the end, toward the rebel base, the brave heroes yeah, mount a desperate escape. Yeah. Well, Poe wanted to be a hero, didn't he? Oh, that's the other one. Uh, pink hair Vice Admiral Lady. Yeah, Vice Admiral Holdo. We're, to- we're, we're told that the reason why she was on the down low about everything was that she didn't want to be a hero. Yeah. Did you like that she flew a ship at hyperspeed into the supremacy, as it was called? I then... liked the moment. Yeah. I thought it was a cool moment and it was done well visually yeah. and uh, by a lack of audio. Mm. Like, that was done well. I didn't like how all, every single, like, resistance ship they decided that a captain needed to go down with the ship. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. Surely they can just put a brick on the accelerator <laughs> yeah. and walk off. Like, there's yeah. someone in the medical ship for no reason yeah. where they presumably get everyone off that. Mm. 
There's something in every ship that gets blown up. There's someone standing yeah. behind. And Vice Admiral Pink Hair Holdo yeah. has to go like to Leia, okay, we're all going, except I'm going to stay here. Yeah. Why? Someone has to pilot the someone ship. Has to, do they? Yeah. Someone has to point the ship forward? Yeah. And it's like, can't they do it by remote control? It's like, yeah. they've got these, they've got droids that are practically alive, but they can't make the ship do what they want yeah. without sitting in the chair. I thought that was silly. Uh, good thing that she was there so that she could do it, but why was she there in the first the place? Only thing, the only things that occurred to me was like, one... Um, the uh, I don't get why flying through one ship killed all the other ships because uh, she cut a line through them all because in Star Wars in space they all f- uh, like fly at each other as if you could only approach from two sides but it's like okay, but all the ducks were in a line but they weren't they were all spread out in like a sort of V shape they were two different directions and it was like like a crack was Maybe the um, bits of the other bits, bits of, of everything were everywhere, yeah, or just flying through that created such a bad effect. And the other thing I thought was that it was a bit inconsistent was wasn't it in Rogue One? I can't remember what happened. Like the ships were about to jump to light speed. Maybe they did, hadn't started, and then Darth Vader's star destroyer showed up, and the ships were little ships were like into the into there the was star destroyer. Definitely something like that. But yeah. Maybe it's like, oh, they hadn't fully jumped yeah. or whatever. And um, also in Force Awakens, Han Solo puts the Millennium Falcon into hyperspeed when it's inside another ship. Yeah. And, like, nothing bad happens. But it, the, the door's open, isn't it? Uh, I suppose so. I think he just flies through the door really yeah. quickly, doesn't he? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that that was just a random It was a visually really cool. Uh, I like how the sound dropped out entirely yeah. it was a cool moment yeah what about Princess Leia can breathe in space I'm okay with it yeah I, I she's, apparently she's always been like set up as a force yeah. user she felt things through the force in the mm. original trilogy yeah and in Force Awakens and in Force Awakens yeah. she feels in things in the force I thought that was I thought that was quite cool actually when yeah. she it was apparently some people like really hated that moment I found I when that both times I watched it and especially the first time that was the point the first time when I didn't enjoy the film where I was like oh that was really good but then I was like ah uh, casino but and it wasn't you know. like that she strode right through the airlock and was like yeah no hiya boys let's yeah. fight the first yeah, order I'm like Superman yeah. no she like collapsed and yeah, was knocked yeah. out for most of the movie yeah oh dear which unfortunately I know yeah. oh. maybe we'll get into that because Leia it's like you'd think was expecting Leia maybe to be in it more or at least she got a scene with Luke yeah like yeah. she had a role in this one and her role was good mm. Um, I felt like they wanted to have more of her yeah. in this. Uh, and they definitely wanted her to have the biggest role of the three original yeah. characters in, in the, the next, next movie. Yeah. <laughs> and now they can't. Nope. Because of the horribly sad news. Yes. Well, not news anymore, but um, horrible yeah. sad facts of life. Um, yeah. And, I don't know, maybe they got some footage in, when they're filming this one, that uh, they've edited out and are going to repurpose for the next one. Yeah. Maybe they'll do CGI stuff. I don't think they will. Uh, 
but oh, we, we, maybe we'll, again we'll get to that. Yeah, we might have to have part, part podcast two. part two <laughs> where we'll talk about we'll talk about episode and what we think about like. I think we're going to have to have part two. We'll talk about what we would have done differently in episode eight. Yeah, and episode nine. Maybe we'll take the piss out of Han Solo a bit more, even though we've already done that. The Han Solo film, and and again, oh, the Han Solo film. No, yeah, and then we'll. Again, oh, we can touch on the Obi Wan film it, idea. Well, assume yeah. I don't know what's going on with the next. There's only one thing I want from it. I, I'm Obi Wan Kenobi film hasn't been confirmed. I've checked. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty really? sure. I'm, I'm going to double check. Double I'm check double now because I'm pretty sure between parts in one the past and two. week they definitely did confirm. <laughs> I think it hasn't been, but okay. I'm going to check. Maybe it has been, and Wikipedia is out of date. <laughs> I yeah, I would say that. Anyway, what about Wikipedia? Oh, Ooh. here's one for you. Ooh. Episode eight. It seemed like no one said, I have a bad feeling about this. Whoa. Because Han died. No, but they said but it in the Different prequels, characters say it. Yeah, I know, film. but like they're like, we retire the legacy with the character. Someone tweeted that to Ryan Johnson. He said, it's in there. I think BB-8 said it. At <laughs> the very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Because he says something to um, Poe. Po. Poe's like, stop worrying or whatever. Yeah. And then Leia's like, I agree. I agree with the, with droid. the droid. Yeah. I think BB-8, BB-8 said, says, I in bad, droid, yeah, I have, have a bad, bad feeling about this. this. Yeah. And so wait for the DVD to come <laughs> out and all the message boards to, yeah. you know, light up with people watching it with closed captions and going, ah! <laughs> So yeah, overall, man, this is long. Uh, overall, Last Jedi. Yeah, first time didn't like it. Nope. Second time, second time loved it. And talking yeah, really about it, it now, I'm realizing even more how much I loved it. All the good stuff in it is so good. So good. <laughs> like, but all the bad stuff is so yeah, all the bad. Stuff is really bad. And I guess it just boils down to: does the good outweigh the bad? And the best metric I have for judging that is in would I be willing to rewatch it? Yes. And I would be. Yes, exactly. So, like, I definitely. I watched uh, Force Awakens like eight to ten times. Yeah, you've watched Force Awakens in a between the times. things. And I think it's a well, like a finely oiled machine and does things yes. well. Yes. And I think I'll be just as willing to do the same with this one. And by contrast, as far as I'm aware, neither of us have ever rewatched Rogue One. No, no. <laughs> I saw that in the movies and hated it, and that's it for me. And that, I think, yeah, that's what makes Last Jedi, yeah, successful in the sense that the, the positives outweigh the negatives. I definitely want to watch it again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just took I needed to know what was happening <laughs> it was it bothered me stuff bothered me the first time I saw it which will not bother me the, as, like it won't be as disappointing I think I'll be expecting it's it still, the annoying yeah, things still were, glaring flaws yeah that was the thing yeah the flaws I'll be able to overlook more here's a question actually to, to round it out I guess 
Uh, Force Awakens versus Last Jedi. I'm assuming you uh, prefer Force Awakens. I, I can't make that call at this yeah, stage. Okay, fair That's too tricky. I think if I have to just impulse it out, I probably think Force Awakens is the better movie. Or, or is Force Awakens a more enjoyable experience, <laughs> but Last Jedi is a better movie? Some of the cinematography elements were much better in Last Jedi than they were yeah. in Force Awakens. There yeah. was some actual like good movie, yeah. like cinema craft, yeah. went into this. But overall, the bad parts of it mean that I can't <laughs> hold it in like such high regard yeah. as like a piece of cinema. I have to be like, no, it is a it is a movie. Yeah, the flaws are in the structure and the pacing. Yeah. It was shot in a way that wasn't just a George Lucas pastiche. Um, yeah, which was nice. Which is what... And Force Awakens was a lot more like yeah. that. I'm probably going to lean towards saying I think overall, of the two so far, I think I actually prefer Last Jedi mm-hmm. because I think it was a little bit more... It took more risks was than Force piece. Awakens. was a bit more creative, yeah. yes. And so that's probably why I'm leaning towards that. Same, some of the same strengths. Some, some stuff that I like, some character stuff in Force Awakens that I liked, I was a bit less happy with. But on the other hand, there was also a lot of stuff in this that I thought was better than Force Awakens. It's, it's think, a mixed bag kind of thing. thing for Force Awakens. Maybe uh, going forward with this one out, and then soon the last one will be out. The last one. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, it will lose potentially some of its uh, charm and the draw and appeal of the movie yeah. in the open-ended questions. Yes, uh, and a big part of my enjoyment of watching Force Awakens is looking at all the different bits and using that to think about what are they going to do next. Mm. And when <laughs> those questions are an- answered. Will I be able to watch Force Awakens and still say it's as good? <laughs> and I don't think I will. Be. Well, a lot of those questions have been answered. Yeah, Ray's parents were nobody's. Snoke wasn't important. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yeah. yeah, among other things. Uh, I, I still mean in like the light side, dark side yeah, stuff, yeah. and what's yeah. the state of the universe? Yes, the setting and stuff. Like Which that. I think sets us up for talking about this in part two. Yeah, so. <sighs> Press play on that. Yeah, switch over that to hear even more Star Wars discussion. Whoa, have a good one. My young apprentice. <laughs>